0: Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at TaylorConstructionEquipment.com. Now get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian, Hey Dad, and Robbie Faulk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at SuperTalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. Want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-through over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville, or at Brupolo over in uh, Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in Golden.
1: Yes, that would be weird.
0: I just you know I can't I can't see it. Very near Bel- Belmont, home of the great Luke Alexander. Strange
1: Brew is golden.
0: Strange Brew is golden. Strange Brew voted number one coffee in the city of Starkville. That is some of the least surprising news you will ever hear because they're the best and everybody knows it. When you when people come, I mean, Strange Brew is a thing that, you know, when out of town people come in, they know about Strange Brew. They're getting coffee there each and every morning. You should be doing it, too. And if you can't come to Starkville, make it easy on yourself. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll ship it right to your door. You can have Strange Brew coffee every single morning. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise you're looking for. Not just their great selection of polos, t-shirts, hats, and everything else. No, we're talking about stuff for the car, for your house, for your tailgate. Mother's Day is this weekend. If mom is a bulldog, head over to College Corner and pick her out something nice. Plenty of stuff to choose from there. Check them out. Two locations in the Jackson area. They're enriched by Fleet Feet, flowed by the half-shell. You can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Speaking of uh, Mother's Day, next Mother's Day, next Sunday, Sunday brunch at, at Restaurant Tyler might be a fine idea take mom out there and celebrate her. But, of course, any day is a great day to eat at Restaurant Tyler. The best lunch and the best dinner in the city of Starkville, if you haven't been there yet. First of all, I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how you could have lived in Starkville for any period of time longer than two weeks and not have one meal at Restaurant Tyler. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't compute for me. So I'm just going to assume that you've eaten there and that you know what I'm talking about. So go back, because you know it's great. Head over to Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi ready to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you and start your business with them today. When you need to make a decision about a loan for a car, for a home, for your small business, you talk to the good folks at Priority One Bank. Everything handled locally. So the people you deal with when you... Cash a check or, or, or make a deposit. Those are the same people you're going to deal with when you have to talk about making a loan. That's an important thing to have. It's important to do things locally, banking local, right up there with them. Check them out at PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. I mean, what is there to say at this point? All right. It's over. It's done. Then don't put a bow on it because it's not a present. But this baseball season is another one in the crapper. And there's just no getting around that fact. And now the only news people really want to hear, Robbie, from us is who's the new pitching coach and is there going to be a new head coach? And regardless of what people tell me, Robbie, I refuse to believe that if he loses these next six conference games, they finished six and twenty-four in the conference a year after finishing nine and twenty-one in the conference. I refuse to believe that he'd be back for a third year. That Chris Lamontis would get a third I, I can't wrap my head around that. I can't and I won't.
1: Yeah, I mean, nobody's going to accept six SEC wins a year after winning nine, and the the product they put on the field this weekend was despicable. I'm just going to lay it out for you.
0: Despicable. He said. That
1: was that was absolutely unacceptable. I, I think I said last week I thought State was either going to rally and they were going to um, win the series. You were very positive were,
0: coming into this series that State had a chance to get two games.
1: Right. But my, the flip side, I said it's either going to be that or it's going to be a complete disaster weekend. And it was pretty close to a complete disaster weekend. They couldn't pitch. They couldn't defend. They couldn't hit. This team's – I hate to say it, but I, I, it really feels like they've given up. I, mean, I I didn't see anything this weekend in terms of
0: – That's the worst
1: Continuing to fight. that It just looked – you could see it on their faces. There was – somebody said that they heard a player uh, – the f- players were fighting in the dugout. One of the players told the fans to shut the f up. I mean, it was. It's just nice. been. I mean, the weekend was just a complete crap show. And Chris Simonis is. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. It looks like he's lost this team. He's lost this program. I don't see anything in the form of a united front. A uh, you know, consistently getting better. This team looks like they've just had enough at this point. And if that's the case, if that's how this season ends, there's no way to fix this without totally burning it down and restarting. I, I just I don't see this isn't a change of a pitching coach uh, fixes things. That there there is a massive issue within this program that I don't believe is going to get fixed. I, I really don't. I, I don't think there there's no there's there's no signs right now for me of life. I don't see anything from this team in the form of, uh, you know, things are getting better. They're getting worse for the second straight year. And they're about to have a second 10-game-plus losing streak in SEC play mm-hmm. in the last two years. That's just the the product on the field right now, the product in this program is unacceptable. We've been saying it all year but this is the this is like rock bottom right now. This is as bad as it gets. And Mississippi State should never be in this position. They should never be in this position. People give way too much money to this program. There's way too many resources. You're recruiting at a high level, uh, at least from the you know I, I don't know. Maybe they're not, but from the recruiting ranking standpoint, they are. They shouldn't be in this position, Brian. But no, here they no. are, two years in a row you shouldn't be at any point even with injuries th- this this team should never be the last in the SEC much less do it two years in a row yeah you know,
0: uncompetitive. you know what
1: uncompetitive. they're not competitive there was nothing i never thought this weekend when i saw this team play in any game that they had a chance to win i didn't i didn't think they had a chance to win in any game yeah
0: I want to look at the stats. I want to see if the ERA for conference play is over ten now after playing back-to-back games.
1: Oh, it's got to be. It's there's not
0: unless they. I don't know if they've updated it. Let me see here. Uh, Games, games. It's not on here. So, state. Yeah, I think this is updated. State's ERA as as a team is now up to nine point six seven in conference. That's earned runs too. Don't forget that's that's not total runs that's earned runs because you know it doesn't take into account their there errors state is State has given up 237 runs in 197 innings of play. 212 of those have been earned. so what is that 25 unearned runs. So what state is what six and 18 in conference play now is that correct? So basically they're giving up one unearned run per game. I mean, that's, that's huge. But to me, Robbie, and we're going to take a little trip down memory lane here, but this is the, what happened in, to football. Yeah. Jackie Sherrill, 2001, comes into the season, preseason top 20 team, coming off the best four-year stretch in Mississippi State history. Had gone to three straight bowl games for the first time ever in school history. Had won the West. Had had a 10-win season. Had had a, a little tough year the next year, but bounced back at the big win in the bowl. And then he fell apart and went three and eight. And so you think, okay, that's a blip in the radar. He'll fix it. He'll get it back to normal. Got this great young quarterback, Kevin Fant, and they're gonna they're gonna bounce back the next year. Around this time, a certain message board is is created, by the way.
1: because uh, you're too negative.
0: Yeah, because we were too negative. That team goes three and nine in two thousand two. And then at that point, and it doesn't help that you have an absolute donkey for an athletic director at this point. <laughs> you, have, you don't do what literally any other college football program would have done and said, Look, Jackie, we appreciate everything you've done, but it's clearly not working. we got We got to make a change. No. They decided to rearrange the deck chairs. Let's, let's, let's hire some new staff. And what happens? You have the worst season out of three. You go two and ten. And that last six-game stretch might be the worst six-game stretch in the history of Mississippi State football. It is unbelievable how bad that team played once they knew Jackie was retiring. Yeah, it was bad. Quote, retiring. It was really bad. Let me, let me reel off these scores. And they're going to sound kind of familiar because we can put them into uh, baseball terms, and they'll sound like a lot of the games we've seen this year. So Jackie announces he's going to retire after the, uh, the Memphis game. Here's your last six games of the year. Auburn lost 45-13. Kentucky lost 42-17. You're up 17 nothing in that game. <laughs> lost Alabama 38 nothing. Lost Tennessee 59-21. Lost Arkansas 52-6. Lost Ole Miss 31 nothing.
1: Yeah, I was at most of those, too. I was at them, yeah.
0: It can't be allowed to happen, all right? You get a year, you get a bad year. I understand he's coming off a national title. You get a bad year. I really that was a Mulligan. That was the moment. You know what? You see, oh, we had some injuries. Some things didn't pan our way. No problem. We'll bounce back next season. We will bounce back next season. That's all we heard, right? Getting it fixed. No problem. Hit the portal. Got some new players in. We're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna get it right. You're worse this year. You're worse this year. At this time last year, you you had nine wins. Now you weren't gonna win again, but you had nine. You got six, and it's unlikely you're gonna win again. You're gonna you're gonna have a I mean let me try to put it into in perspective in a two year span you're gonna go fifteen and forty five in the SEC thirty games under five hundred
1: can't happen
0: this this is a program this is an elite program elite program blue blood but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do this this is this is the plan to just run it back with a new pitching coach who's gonna e- either be not very good because he's going to look at the the good ones are going to look at the situation and go why would i do this? why would yeah. i offer my family to come here for for 9 months? or it's going to be somebody that you had to overpay to get that isn't of the the top tier. Yeah, that's what that that's the plan. To revive Mississippi State baseball. That's no plan. That's no plan. I hate it. I hate it. But the the the, the path is clear.
1: There, there's I you don't know if you can changes. go back. You I have just, to make
0: full-scale changes. You have
1: to. Yeah, I just don't know if they can go back, man. I I just don't. I don't I don't think that you can come back from this. Uh Chris Simmons has lost the fan base almost entirely. There are very few people left that are, you know, fully on his side and I I mean I hate it for him, but it's just not working out. And I I cannot understand what happened. I, I really can't. I, I just don't know how you win a national title and then for the last two years you don't have any answers. I mean, how many times has he been asked, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And he say he doesn't know. That's not good. If you don't know how to fix it, if you can't figure out what needs to be done to to make changes that kind of get you back on track, that's not good. You are in yeah. charge of this program. If you can't figure out how to fix this problem, the program's screwed. And that's kind of where things are right now. I don't know. I, well, that's – I mean, that that you can't go forward with that. Exactly. You cannot go forward with, the I don't know, yeah. when you have back-to-back 24 win seasons.
0: You had five dropped fi- fly balls Saturday night. That's just – that's and, and the answer to that was we'll have to practice on that more.
1: What? Uh, it's kind of like you know seeing them in the dugout after mm-hmm. that second one. Mm-hmm. They group up. It's seven to nothing. It's yeah. seven to nothing, and you're six and fifteen in SEC play. It's it's too late for that. Yeah, it's too late for the gather everybody, you know, and chew everybody, me, everybody's
0: butt. It reminded me of it was kind of the opposite of it, but I thought of Leach's post game. After Alabama where they had all those drops and Leach went on that diatribe about dinosaurs and his mom's station wagon and evolution and how people were not going to have hands in a few, few generations <laughs> and I was like you know and I thought about it I was like you know as crazy and convoluted and, and really weird as that was at least Leach had a point yeah his point was we can't keep dropping passes gotta fix that and that was his way of calling. But when you say, "So, you know, there's only two weeks left in the season, and you're gonna say we're gonna practice that more." I mean, why don't you just say, "I don't know what the hell happened," and and I I don't know that I can fix it. I mean, that's what you might as well say at that point. This this is this is one of the most brutal two year stretches in MSU sports, and any in any sport.
1: Yeah. Train I mean, this wreck. Is, this is they completely they completely blew a golden opportunity. To capitalize, finally winning a national title, yeah. completely blew it. You had a chance to be pushing yourself into the forefront of one of the great programs in college baseball because you finally got something that has eluded you for one hundred and something years, mm-hmm. and you blew it. Mm-hmm. The year after doing that, you have a losing season. You win nine SEC games, you're last in the SEC, and we say, okay, well, you know, maybe that was a fluke. They had some injuries, stuff like that. Didn't get the job done in the off season. To repair some of those issues, Scott Foxhall completely just fell apart with with the pitching staff. I don't know what happened there, and now you're in this situation where you are a completely complete wreck. And you know, people say, "Well, you know, if we get rid of Lamonis, probably going to lose some players." That might be the best thing. You need to lose some players State to have a clean slate. There's a lot of players right now that. Might not need to be here.
0: What I would tell you, Robbie, is when you lost Cohen, you didn't lose players. I know the portal wasn't there, but yeah, people could still leave. People could go pro, whatever. When you lost Canizaro, you didn't lose players, and you you know people who want to be at Mississippi State, a new coach will come in and keep them at Mississippi State.
1: This brand is is much bigger than a few players. Yeah, and this and this brand carries a lot more weight than just you know the coaches that wear it. Yes. The, the 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 coaches come and go at Mississippi State. The program has steadily been a consistent recruiter inside the top fifteen, inside the top ten. I don't think that's going to change with whoever they hire, if this does come to fruition. And it's important to note. Nothing has been, nothing no. has you know been said, but it's just you know the writing is starting to kind of come on the wall here. I mean, that I don't, I just don't see a way back.
0: LSU lost its series this weekend. First time this year they've lost a series. You would think you're getting them at the right time. They've had a lot of injuries, and you know, yeah, Skeens is going to be tough. But Saturday, Sunday, and, and Arkansas. Arkansas had two players in its starting lineup hitting under two hundred this weekend.
1: Yeah, you made them. Tennessee look- lost two
0: out of three this weekend to Georgia. Everybody, and this is not a t- a conference where everybody is just dom. There's a there is no Tennessee of last year. There is no Arkansas from two years ago. All right. It's, an, it's it's a disgrace. And what's happened to baseball in this state is a disgrace. State yeah. and Ole Miss combined. These are the last two national champions. They should be taken off and becoming the dominant programs. Instead, they've taken ma- massive steps back. State's taken steps back to where they've almost never been.
1: Yeah, Memphis, Ole Miss media back, was back celebrating the a- yesterday them scoring 20 runs, and they gave up 16 or whatever it was, yeah. like, to Missouri. In,
0: in the rubber game. Oh, no, no, sorry, not yeah. the rubber game. They'd already lost In the
1: game three, yeah. and they'd in already lost the series.
0: And then – I mean, it's just, I thought in 13, you know, state plays for a national title and you think, okay, they're so close. They're going to get this, they're going to get it rolling, right? The next two years were tough. Next year, you didn't even host. And then the year after that, you finish last. And you think, you know, what's going on here? Then you started to see the fruits of all that, right? And you roll off four, you know, five straight super regional appearances and that's conference championship and three straight appearances in Omaha. And you think, okay, they're rolling, and then when they win the national title, you think, "Okay, they're already rolling, and now it's just they're about to become the best program in the country." And instead, it's it, 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 they hit, they didn't just hit the brakes; they jumped out of the car and and landed in the in the in, over a bridge in the river. It's over. I mean, state will be back because the program is too big not to be. It's almost too big to fail. But. It's going to take some doing, and I just don't see it happening with this staff. I told Travis Ray the SID, I was like, "Buddy, Saturday night—that's that—that's the last time you're going to see me." Because why? After this pod, how much baseball am I going to talk this week?
1: Yeah, you know, I—I I mean, I didn't go this whole weekend because we decided to spend more time on high school sports mm-hmm. at the Starbucks Daily News, and we already got Steve and Mike. You yeah. don't need three people there from two four seven WCBI so,
0: not there this weekend. Ole Miss is on the road, but they covered the high school games. And,
1: and this are- is what you get when you have a product like this. You don't deserve any kind of like overwhelming coverage. They, quite frankly, they haven't deserved the the fans that they've had at the games. Yeah, I I thought it's been incredible that Mississippi State's had the support they've had from the fan base and have this kind of product two years in a row. Um, you know that that nowhere else would you have a turnout like you've had at Mississippi State in baseball these last 2 years mm-hmm. and put the product that you put on the on the field yeah so i mean it's just the uh, i mean there's no point in wasting resources and and time watching it at this point when you know what's going to happen i would rather go cover a high school softball game at yeah. this point i mean that's that's where things are yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I to my knowledge, to my knowledge. Only if anyone, you know, if St- Steve, my I guess is going to go to Baton Rouge. He's he's covered the team all year, but I don't think anybody else is going this week. I mean, that used to be a series that you would send a lot of people down to because it was Mississippi State LSU. It was always a big series, and now, you know, I'm honestly I, I don't know what the SEC record for runs and uh, hits in a game is, but I'm worried that it might fall. Dylan Cruz, I think it's hitting 480 on the season. It might be over 500 by the time we get to the uh, to Sunday. State
1: is uh, where are they right now? Um, so let me pull these up real quick. They are their their team ERA. You, you mentioned their you know SEC ERA. They're six six point seven four, which is just disgusting mm-hmm. uh, for the year. That's just that's god awful. Uh, which the I think the record is. Six eight zero oh, maybe. So they're they're going to probably have the worst pitching staff in school history.
0: Maybe conference and history. Maybe
1: could be. And their walk total, I think they're maybe like 80, 80 something away from that record. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they'll get that, but they're going to be second. Yeah, uh, and it's awful. I tweeted it tweeted it during the game. They're they're now f- I think five and nineteen maybe. Five and eighteen mm-hmm. when they walk six or more batters in a game. That's that's pretty much the team in a nutshell. That's it. They if they walk more than five guys, they're gonna lose. Yeah.
0: <sighs> that's the story. There's nothing else to say.
1: There's, and we gotta we gotta sit through this for two more weeks, man. Right. I mean they'll come out and they'll probably beat, you know, the breaks off Memphis and You say that. Like, I mean I thought they're gonna lose bonds. some of these I mean I thought they were gonna lose some of these midweek games like all year and they keep yeah. winning them. They just can't beat SEC teams.
0: I gotta say one thing. I gotta kick out of and I think you had somebody mention it to you as well, but some fans were like, I feel sorry for you guys having to watch this. Guys, we're getting paid to watch baseball. It's yeah. I promise. I I, I was thinking about, you know, big home game weekend and the startful derby going on and all that stuff. And I was thinking I could be neck deep in you know pepperoni right this second. I'm I'm perfectly fine watching bad baseball for a living. Just don't fret for me. I feel bad for y'all the ones that are having to pay to watch it.
1: Yeah, that that's kind of what I said. Is you know we're not suffering any more than a fan that has to uh, buy tickets to this game. So Mississippi State should refund those tickets. Yeah. And uh, I, I just I you know I don't I don't know. Like how taxing it should be on somebody that's getting paid to do it. But I will say this has been very difficult to do for two years in a row. You know, I mean, like, know, I know I, we I get paid for it, but just sitting through it, like, and just it was a lot more it. fun in
0: 2021 to do these shows. I mean, I had Joel yeah. for most of them, but the last month, two months of the season with you was a blast, right? Cause it's, it's just enjoyable. And, and, you know, and this is something we talk about a lot, but I like Chris Lomonis. You know, I don't know if we're friends or not. I don't I don't I wouldn't just text him out of the blue and hey say, Hey, what's up? But we have a pretty good relationship. I don't like talking bad about the guy, but it is what it is. You know, and I, I, I don't speak. either.
1: And I think that's a, I think that's something that's like, you know, people would just they take so personally. Yeah. Whether it's within that, you know, this is my program job. or whatever, like people get upset at you or me, like think, you know, we're taking shots. Like I'm just calling it what it is. I'm yeah. I'm gonna sit here and say what I see. I'm not if Chris am earns here the right to be a bad person.
0: Him. I'm not telling you he's a bad person. And I know, no. look, I know Lamonis well enough to say he's not trying to lose these games, man. It's killing him. He doesn't right. want this to be happening. And if he had a magic pill to take, he'd take it. And yeah, what's happening is on him. There's no question about that. But it's not like it's not from lack of effort. He's not just going home and saying putting his feet up and saying I've lost another one. You know, it's eating them alive, I'm sure. So, anyway, let's move on into something more positive. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner this weekend or any weekend when the weather's great outside. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. But then again, if you're just looking to cook something great for your family on a weeknight, there's a lot of great ideas that start with beef. Go to msbeef.org to find those recipes, and you can put a great meal on the table in less than 30 minutes a lot of times and Beef will be the star of the show. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. The the I was at the Derby, obviously, on Saturday, and there was a big crowd there at Two Brothers watching from the balconies and all that. You know, once that once the races were over, they were just in there chowing down. So it was great to see that. Great to see everything going on in the Cotton District this weekend. That was a lot of fun and a great event for Starville. Well, shout out to our friend Alden Thornhill in the Starkville Derby. And so now we move forward, and but we still move forward with Two Brothers because that's the place to go. This week or any week, when you're looking to be in Starkville, make sure a trip to Two Brothers Smoked Meats is on the list. Great products and great services is what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for over 48 years. When you need new technology for your business, you need a copier, a printer, uh, anything like that, you give them a call. And then if you need service, You simply call them back, and they'll take care of it for you. It's just that simple, and that's exactly how simple it should be. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue won't be too long. you know. I know Mother's Day is this weekend, but Father's Day is just about a month away, guys. Tell the family you want a new polo or pullover. I guess it's polo time now because we're getting into summer from the Rogue's Collegiate Collection. Great name brands, great styles, and of course, the logos that you want. Don't be a walking billboard for a tennis shoe company. Make yourself look good with a great, subtle, stylish polo from the Rogue's Collegiate Collection. Shop at The Rogue and Jackson or online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. Dolce 509 University Drive is the place to grab breakfast in Starkville, 8 a.m., they open Tuesday through Saturday, and they've got unique breakfast selections. You just, you're just you not going to get them anyway. It's not your typical sausage and eggs. No, no, it's bagels, it's breakfast sandwiches like you've never seen before. A great coffee program going on in there. They've got you taken care of with whatever kind of coffee you like to drink. And then during the afternoon, if you just need a little pick-me-up, those sweet treats of their gelato, oh so good. So if you haven't already, make sure you make a trip to Startville's best-kept secret. Head over to 509 University Drive and check out Dolce. We don't do it very often for women's basketball, but in this case, we have to make an exception. Play the song. Well, Robbie, Lane Kiffin got nothing on Sam Purcell. He is racking up in the portal. Uh, This offseason, obviously, LSU is drawing the headlines with some of the big names they brought in. They are the defending national champions. But Sam Purcell has added a lot of firepower uh, to his lineup. We talked about Lauren Park Lane a couple of weeks ago when she made the uh, commitment official. Two more additions since then. Robbie, he's added about 50 points per game to the lineup. Tell us about these two newest additions.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. The the hit rate right now on the portal for Sam Purcell is extremely high. I mean, he's I would say that there's LSU, which is in a tier by itself, and then there's probably Texas AM and Mississippi State right there, mm-hmm. um, underneath them, and then everybody else. So Ole Miss, in terms I'd of the put portal. Yeah. Okay. i I'd probably put Ole Miss up there with State. Ole Miss has had a really good call too, but state has built a roster that I think's can, gonna be competitive in the top half of the league. That's where they wanna be. Um, I think they they can absolutely compete for ten plus wins in SEC play. Possibly, you know, roster good enough to to make it the Sweet Sixteen with this group. And I really like the the balance that they have right now. They went and got their point guard in Lauren Park Lane, who I think is just an electric player. She's going to be able to take Mississippi State to the next level from a point guard perspective because she can defend, she can pass, she can score. Really like that one. Um, I, can't, I don't know exactly how to say her name, but I think it's Darion or Darion uh, Rogers from mm-hmm. DePaul. I think this is a great get. Uh, you know, they had the Moro girl that goes to LSU. This girl was right with her as far as production for DePaul, and that's a program that's been really successful over the years um, and been a really competitive team year in and year out, and they've especially been a great offensive team she kind of fits that mold. She averaged uh, 14, I think, 14, 15 points a game with second team all Big East. Larm Park Lane was first team all Big East. Mm -hmm. So you have another all-conference player right there that's going to come in. She shot like 88% from the free throw line really good mid-range shooter. Um, I think a big guard, big physical guard that I think is going to add a different dimension to Mississippi State's offense next year, make it look a little bit different than what we saw this past year. Well, from a guard perspective. Uh, So that was huge to get her. And you beat out Louisville for her, which I thought was a really big deal. And then
0: Marcel, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, But then you had Aaron Barnum from Arkansas. This was actually the first player that Mississippi State got on campus. And uh, got her on campus for Super Bowl Dog Weekend. She's been kind of going through the decision-making process. It was between State and Auburn. Ole Miss comes in, the picture, the last second. She actually visited Ole Miss last weekend. That was not on – I guess it was Wednesday maybe. Yeah, Wednesday night I think I got word that Ole Miss was in the game with her. And I did not really have a good vibe about Barnum. I thought, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since she visited. She's taking other visits. It doesn't feel like Mississippi State – it has a, you know, grip on her. Um, and, you know, Ole Miss has had some – had a little bit of uh, juice in the portal. It really felt like State was going to lose that battle. But on Thursday, things started trending back Mississippi State's way. I was told on Thursday night she had committed to Mississippi State. And on Friday, you start seeing the coaches kind of surface on Twitter. And they were really positive. And she ends up committing uh, on Twitter and on social media Saturday. That's another all-conference player, all, second team, all-SEC, I think, in the post, Arkansas's leading scorer. She gives you another big piece in the post. and She's a guard, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> now you have two legit post players that are all-conference in the SEC, and Jessica Carter and, and Aaron Barnum. You're going to have one of the better post presences – presences? Presence.
0: Pres- presences. Presences. Presences, of course. Presences.
1: There you go. In the SEC. And then you add in the fact that you have really good point guard, averaged 20-plus points a game last year in Lauren Park Lane, and Jerkayla Jordan's back, double-digit score. Every single player potentially in the starting five, which I'm projecting those three transfers, and then Jerkayla Jordan and Jessica Carter to be your starting five. Every single player averaged double figures last year in division one.
0: I mean you're talking about a talented player like Debris Chapeau coming off the bench.
1: Yeah, could be. And you know, I'm I'm sure she wouldn't be thrilled about that, but it's gonna be an opportunity for everybody to battle it out. I think that's the great thing about it is you're adding so much talent right now, there's gonna be a lot of competition. And if somebody's not cutting it, then the next person can step in. You got Romani Parker coming off the bench. You got Debrisha Poe, possibly, I, you know, I, I think that she's probably going to be coming off the bench, but I don't want to short sell her because I think that she has the ability to beat out one of those guys, one of those girls. Yeah. So you got that, and then you got a top twenty freshman class coming in. Yeah. This is top to bottom a really talented roster. You've had some players transfer out of the portal, and some of those players, quite frankly, you know, I don't know if they're they're going to help you win a lot of games in the SEC. Right. So I think what you're doing now, Sam Purcell, has lowered the floor of this team of this roster, and you have a pretty deep roster of players that can come in a ball game and help you win games in the SEC.
0: Is this a preseason top twenty team?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I mean,
0: it just feels like for the starting lineup is top twenty worthy. It's just going to be about how does the how do the role players come into place. That's how it feels right. you know, watching this.
1: I mean, they finish inside the top 32 uh, in the NCAA tournament, and you're returning uh, an all-SEC player just a quarter. I think Ja'Kayla Jordan is all-SEC capable. Um, she might be the best player on the team. Plus, you're adding three great transfers in a top-20 recruiting class. The roster itself is a top-25 roster. Mm. There's no doubt. And we'll just see if people do their homework on Mississippi State. I think a lot of people in women's college basketball were – Quite shocked with the uh, the addition of Aaron Barnum to go along with what they had. And I think people are now are starting to take notice of what Mississippi State's got there.
0: Everything we said about Sam Purcell has kind of panned out, right? We said that, you know, we'll find out what kind of coach he, he can become. And we saw towards the end of the year that he was, he had become a, a guy that you could trust on the bench. You know, he's making the right decision. Right. But we knew all along that recruiting was going to be his strong suit. He put together a great freshman class coming in. But what he's done in the portal, he really has elevated. He just got a raise last week. He's going to be looking at a much bigger raise uh, this time next year if this team comes together the way it looks like it's capable of of doing. Are they done in the portal? Uh,
1: They have three – I think three scholarships left if they want to use them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But I – I don't know if – I don't think they're just going to go out there and just try to fill the spot. Where
0: where would you look if you had to go get one more player? What's the position? Where do they need the player?
1: Uh, I would probably go with a center that's got like three years left, somebody that you could kind of work behind um, Jessica Carter, and then next year is kind of her time. If if somebody like that is available. Yeah. So that would be a spot. And, you know, I don't know.
0: And then it's just sort of like a, a shooter there or something something that, that stretches the defense. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's good news though. It's good stuff for Mississippi State women's basketball. Still waiting on some some news from the portal for Mississippi State men's basketball, but I I feel like, you know, we're coming up to some decisions being made there. Uh that's like there's probably only a couple of spots available for the men, but those will be key spots. They need to find some shooters uh to go with, with everything else that team has. So should be another good year of basketball uh for Mississippi State next season. All right, uh, what's happening this week on Thunder and Lightning? Well, not a lot of baseball talk. I'll just go ahead and tell you that much. But plenty of college football talk. Uh, We're out of our spring preview series. I am going to, this week, uh, put those shows together with the East and the West. So if you just want to listen to them over again or you want to have them for reference, that'll be available to you. Um, We'll get a national guy on. I've already reached out to a couple. We'll see who bites first on the line. Uh, I think we're two weeks away from starting the SEC preview, so that's coming up for us pretty quickly. Uh, like I said, we'll continue to monitor women's and men's basketball recruiting, football recruiting, getting into that time of year, too, as well. So you might see some names uh, starting to jump in the uh, maroon and white boat there as well. Whatever it is, we will talk about it here on Thunder and Lightning. Guys, have a great Monday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Tuesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Want to be cool. You know what cool is? you Nothing beats people. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.